Welcome back to Get Outside with Kids, the podcast where we inspire you and your family to have more awesome memories outside. It is cold and flu season here in the Northern Hemisphere in Canada where we are. And worse than that, Jen, today or last night at 2am, daylight savings has changed. I don't even know. Does daylight savings end or begin? I don't know. It's just we're plunged into darkness and our evenings and afternoons go from being bearable to like dark at 4.45 today. Oh, my God. (laughs) We're recording this live like the day after we have done the change the clocks back. I always forget which one it is. And remember pre-kids, this date was actually pretty cool because this is the date you got an extra hour of sleep. And as a childless person, it was like, we can stay up extra late. And now you have small children. And all that means is that instead of your toddler getting up at maybe 6.30 a.m., they now get up at 5.30 a.m. because children don't understand the concept of sleeping in. So we're really experiencing this in real time here. Yeah. And last night, because I completely forgot about daylight savings, my kids had been they been a bit all over the shop. They had their... Um, flu and COVID shots the night before and they're a bit cranky. And I was like, you know what? We just need a really early bedtime tonight. Just <laughs> the opposite of what you're supposed to. I put them to bed at like seven o'clock last night, which is like six o'clock now that the time's changed. And after I'd put them into bed, I was like, oh, holy crap, that was the wrong thing. <laughs> I should have put them to bed like you know, people space it out like, oh, every day in the lead up for the week beforehand, I'm going to put them to bed 10 minutes later. No, I screwed myself over both ways and was just like, well, you know, the other thing that sucks at this time of the year as well is that it's cold and flu season. And if you're a parent who is in the Northern Hemisphere, I can pretty much guarantee by now you've had your first cold or flu or maybe something else, gastro, who knows? All kinds of fun bugs going around, Jen. You can pretty much guarantee by this point in the season that you've already had something. And then the question comes to, well, how do you actually survive this as a family? How do you make sure that you can continue to work is one thing, but how do you actually get outside, Jen, in this cold and flu season with sick kids? Maybe you're sick yourself as well. I think it's a great opening for today. Um, I think the first thing we should probably call it is kind of assess like the level of sickness, right? With colds and flu, there's a, there's, there's a huge range here. Um, there's kind of at like the one out of 10, which I feel like is the constant sniffles that just set in for like the next three months. Like my oldest son just has a bit of a runny nose. It's not new. It's just ongoing, you know, just that kind of like runny noise that happens this time of year, you know, with then maybe all the way up to the 10 where somebody is profusely vomiting with a gastro bug where you can barely get out of bed. So there are obviously going to be different kind of suggestions for weathering the storm and getting outside, kind of depending on where you or your children fall on that spectrum. Yeah. And obviously we're talking here about things that you're going to recover from in a couple of days. There are obviously a lot of really serious and nasty things that go around. We're not talking about those tonight. We're talking about the kid who has maybe a fever and then the next day it starts to come down. We've had people reach out to us through our Instagram account to get outside with kids asking this before, like, what do you do? Like, what's the sort of etiquette when you have a sick kid? And I can tell you what is really hard to do. And that's to stay inside with your kids all day. (laughs) If you have a sick kid, staying inside with them all day is like a guaranteed way for you all to start losing your minds. That doesn't mean that you necessarily have to take the sick kid out with you. But I would just put a reminder out there to all of you wonderful parents that 
you need to make sure you at least are getting out of that house and away from those kids for, I'd say, at least 30 minutes every day if you can. I recognize how hard that might be. (laughs) But I think that's kind of the first part is like, preservation for the parent. If you can find a way, you know, with the childcare arrangement, with a partner who can watch the kids and just make sure that you get outside, that's like the base level of survival mode, I would say. Yeah, no, I think that's a really great point. There's like the caregiver needs and then the sick kids needs. You know, I find with my kids, like when I am sick and maybe kids kind of do this too, there's kind of this bit of this rally point in the day I find with my kids. Like usually they're really draggy in the morning, but by mid morning or afternoon, they're almost, I'm using air quotes here for our listeners, okay again. You know those days where in the morning mm-hmm. they're super sick, so you definitely didn't send them to school if they're sick. But then around lunchtime, you're like, oh my God, this kid's totally fine. What, what are we doing? <laughs> with me? And that's kind of that to me, that impetus to like, oh, we need to get outside. Like we do have some energy here. We should get outside because typically what we then see later on is early evening, they kind of crash and burn because they are in fact fighting something off. So I find my kids almost, you know, except it's a 10 out of 10 sick, but everything up to like a seven or an eight, there's usually a window in the middle of the day where we've gotten enough energy. We've had enough inside time that we just need to get outside a little bit. And I mean, the fresh air really is magical. Like I find even just 30 minutes of fresh air on the face, we all get a little bit better, a little bit of fresh air to kind of get through the day and then, you know, crash and have that early bedtime. And you want to make, if you're considering going outside with your sick kiddo and you want to take them with you, you want to make it as easy as possible. So if you've got a kid who's still using a stroller, you want to go for a stroller walk. Like that's it. You're not asking them to to try out their little cute fat toddly legs. Do you remember those, Jen? Those tiny toddler oh my legs. God. You're not asking them to try out a new bike or a scooter. You want to make it as easy as possible. And in fact, last year, I guess it was about February last year, we had a pretty brutal cold and flu season here in um in Canada last year. And my she would have been five and a half. Uh, my five and a half year old was pretty sick and she'd been sick for about a week um, and could barely even sit up. And I actually was so desperate to go outside with her that I got out like the bike trailer that that converts into a stroller, like a uh, chariot. And she's a big <laughs> to me in that. But like, I actually, I was like, I'm so desperate here. We've got to get some fresh air. We set it up so that she could kind of snuggle down and lie down it with some stuffies and a blanket. And we went for a walk. And I have to say, it was like the most freeing thing I think I did in the whole week. She was fine. She was, you know, not needing to do anything. It was really low, low energy for her. (laughs) She didn't have to do anything, didn't even have to sit up. But I remember this feeling of like, oh, okay, I can catch my breath. She can get some fresh air in her face and I'm going to feel a little bit more human after this. Yeah, there are moments like that where I almost regret not having a stroller anymore. Um, you know, our youngest is now four. And we actually got rid of the stroller last year. Uh, but there are these odd moments where I'm like, God, I wish I could borrow someone's stroller today for exactly that. Just like buckling in one of your, you know, bigger kids. Uh, but I did the same thing with my oldest kid. I think it was last winter as well. And he was maybe been six at the time, and I still had the stroller. Um, but it was just a way to get outside. And it was my way to be like, look, I know you're not feeling great. I know it's, you know, the middle of winter here, but I will bundle you up, get you all cozy in. And I actually got an extra workout because now I'm pushing my six-year-old in the stroller. <laughs> yeah, which is not uh, nothing. But it felt great. Yeah. Not nothing, but it felt great to get outside. And so I think like sometimes almost looking for that like silly excuse to get outside. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, when they're sick, you know, I can bribe them with like, okay, you can have hot chocolate. You can have a cookie. You can have whatever you want when we get back inside. You know, if they're not eating well anyways, that little bit of extra, um, you know, treat or encouragement to just get out the door um, typically works well for my kids. 
Yeah, and this is not the day when you're looking for that like unstructured playtime outside. <laughs> Obviously, hopefully you know this, but it is really I find it very refreshing to be able to do this. Um fun story for you all as well from this weekend. Our whole entire weekend, Jen and I were supposed to hang out, right, Jen? We haven't seen each other in a few days. This is I weird. Know. Um, but we were getting ready to have Jen and her family and another family over for a brunch on Sunday morning. My husband had been feeling a little bit off and decided, oh, you know, we've got all these COVID tests. Remember COVID tests? <laughs> Remember those COVID tests? We've got them all up here. Why don't you just take a quick one? You're feeling a bit run down. Turns out that he has COVID. And so brunch promptly cancelled and went from being very excited about the plans that we had on this very, very rainy Saturday morning to having no plans. And my husband took himself kind of gleefully off to bed. <laughs> it's like, oh, I better go back to back to bed, do you think? And I'm like, oh, I, I guess. Was then left with the two kids inside and it was absolutely bucketing with rain and started to feel that panic of like, are we going to go outside today? Am I going to do this by myself? Um I'm glad we did because I actually think I probably would have gone totally crazy. But you remember the rain yesterday, Jan. It was harsh. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was like funny. Torrential. So me, <laughs> me and the other mom, the other said brunch mom who, you know, we canceled plans with, we were chatting, of course, like, oh, why don't you come over? We'll have a play outside. And at the moment we were texting, it was like, oh, it's just spitting out. Yeah, yeah, we'll meet you on the street in like 20 minutes. And we get downstairs to the front door. We open, like I opened the door and I'm like, WTF. It is now bucketing with rain. Like in the 20 minutes we had to been texting each other, I went from like just a quick drizzle to like actual downpour. And I was like, get in the garage. I opened the garage. I'm like, kids, get out of the rain. But you know, the funny thing that happened was in our, you know, in our back area, we have a little overhang. So a little overhang under a little tiny patio that I stood in and my youngest child who was not a fan of the rain played under the other three kids were dressed for the rain, you know, rain boots, rain jackets, splash pants. And they just went outside as if it was just drizzling. Like I was more panicked about myself getting wet, to be honest, that they could have cared less. Like once you're dressed for the rain, you're kind of dressed for the rain. And so I was surprised how well they took it that, you know, even though the rain had definitely upped its, uh, upped its intensity, they were just as happy to be outside. I actually think that we've passed a really big milestone with our kids. I think maybe when the youngest turned about four, that they can actually cope with a little bit of wet gear as well, which is not something that I think my kids could cope with for a long time. <laughs> so, you know, like they they actually can deal with being a little bit uncomfortable, which is a very nice milestone to have passed. I guess the thing that COVID has taught us as well is that being outside is much better in terms of contagious diseases. So I think that, you know, when people are wondering how do I get outside when my kid is sick, you know, the stroller walk is one idea or the chariot walk, but there's nothing, if your kid's up to playing outside, there's nothing to stop them from going. Obviously you don't want to go to like a really crowded playground. Um, and like, we actually saw your kids outside today, Jen, and, and we were kind of like, like, we're not sick, but my husband has COVID. So maybe we'll just keep our distance. Like this is not the time to have kids who, you know, love to give each other hugs. <laughs> <laughs> if your kids are sick and they see a friend on the street, they might not be able to stop themselves from running up and giving them a hug if they're that kind of a kid. But all the other things that we do with our kids, you know, going for bike rides if they feel up to it, going for a scooter ride. But I think there's a lot of things you can do as long as you're keeping clear from other people. If your kid feels up to it and you know them better than anyone else, you can still do all that stuff even if your kid's sick. And, and you probably just want to stay much closer to home in case they start to flail and be like, mm, 
feel a bit miserable again. Yeah. You know, and I had this really good reminder. I wanted to segue into this. Um, you know, on the Saturday morning, you know, I came home from the gym, obviously brunch plans canceled and I was trying to make these new outside plans. And my two children were actually playing really beautifully. You know, you had that beautiful moment now where our kids are a bit older and they're playing Lego together. And I was like, oh, this is so, you know, this is so lovely. And part of me was almost like, I almost don't want to interrupt it because they're playing so nicely. But then the logical part of me was like, but how much longer will it last? So while they're playing beautifully now and they are having this great moment, I know, especially for our kids, like if I let that go on for too long, where all of a sudden it's 11, 11, 30, 12, through this, there is this like steep drop off cliff where everything's it's great it's great it's great it's great oh my god we're bouncing off the walls we hate each other and one sibling just punched the other sibling in the face um and so sometimes i feel like you know when it looks great it can be really hard to be like but why would i break this up but i still think it's really important to be like we're having a great time and we're still going to go outside and have a great time and then we'll come right back to playing again inside and i think this time of year it's so easy to default to like it's so cozy in here as yeah. i'm looking at the weather outside, not looking particularly great, but you know, that 45 minute break where we did get out, we threw on our boots, we played in the rain and that really set the tone for the rest of the day. So sometimes it's like that short-term pain. Like I am breaking up a nice play activity here, but if I don't do this now, the rest of the day is definitely going to be a disaster versus if we take this little break from our nice inside play, we get some fresh air for 45 minutes, an hour, the rest of the day is fine. Honestly, if we don't make it back outside the rest of the day, we're probably going to be okay. I put a post up on Instagram last week or the week before. I don't know. Time has lost all meaning. Um, that, that was like, you know, the things that you need to get outside with a kid in the rain. And I had to actually remind myself. I had to do the thing that I recommended to everyone else. So, it's like, one, you need rain boots. Two, you need a raincoat or a muddy buddy. Three, you need to give yourself a pep talk that it's just water and everything will dry. And I actually had to give myself that pep talk. I was like, come on, can't you just write, honestly, come on, you just write this on Instagram. <laughs> Just water. And as I'm watching the kids like swimming around in puddles yesterday, like, oh, oh my gosh. Um, I think another point here, though, how to get outside cold and flu season is what about when you're feeling kind of crappy, when you have a cold, when you feel sick? What do you do with your kids then, Jen? My best advice, and I think this term is coined from busy toddler because I did not invent this word. And I think she uses the word like sittervise as in you're supervising, but sitting down. Um, so I have a very big plush camping chair that actually is so big it can no longer come camping with us, which is kind of a shame because we don't have enough space in our car. But that it's is one a, of legit, those, like, much- a legit chair. Yeah, it's a good chair. So that's mom's chair. And everyone knows that's my cozy, my cozy camping chair. And so there are lots of days where I get out the camping chair. I might, you know, be under the cover in my garage or the tiny little backspace that we have covered. And then you just tell the kids, obviously, age and safety appropriate. Um, you know, we live in a little like a cul-de-sac essentially, so the kids can play on the street. And I tell them, you know, mommy's not feeling great, but we all need some fresh air. I'm going to sit here with my cup of tea under a blanket, and you, my my beautiful children, may play out here on the street. You may do whatever you want. I might set up a little activity, uh, but you know, the parameters are obviously stay where I can see you. And that's it. That's enough. And I, I think our kids are old enough now that the few times I've been unwell, they they kind of get it a bit more. Like I, I'm not able to get up and run around today. Mommy's not really feeling well, but I would love to 
uh, watch you play, or I'd love to chat with you while you're playing. Or, you know, maybe if I could sit, if it wasn't soaking wet, I can sit on the ground and I could do some chalk while I sit here very peacefully on the ground. So, you know, make it as low stakes, you know, kind of an outside time as possible. But I know, I know sucking it up and getting outside for again, that 30 minutes, 45 minutes, even for me, if I'm unwell, is going to make the day just go by that much better. We did an episode a little while ago about how to, what to do when you actually can't go outside for a bunch of different reasons. And sometimes when I'm feeling really miserable, I turn to, because I'm sick, not because of just like life. (laughs) (laughs) Different kind of miserable. (laughs) Um, I turned to that one, that option that we talked about in that episode of like, driving to a drive-through to do something, you know, like you just might need a change of scenery and you might be like, I can't really walk around. I feel pretty, pretty unwell. I can sit in the car and drive to the drive-through and get some Timbits for the kids and maybe a cup of tea or something. And that's like one of those low stakes ones. It's not getting outside, but it's like a change of scenery that can do everybody a world of good. And then I think I'd just say the last point on this, how to get inside outside in cold and flu season if it's really going badly, if everybody's pretty unwell and if you're feeling unwell, today doesn't have to be the day that you're going outside because there's going to be better days. You're going to get over it. Your kids are going to get over it. If they're having more screen time than normal, honestly, who cares? And sometimes it really is a survival thing at this time of year. Yeah. One day at a time, you know, I think all those things about screen time go out the window when you're sick or your kids are sick because it really is survival and not everybody has grandparents that can come over and help out. You might be single parenting, you know, through this time of the year. Um, so really just take it like today it's been like an hour at a time with the extra hour in the day. Like how is it still only four o'clock? Oh my gosh. Um, this is a long afternoon, especially with the darkness this time of the year. It really is those afternoons are long, the evenings are long. And so you've just got to make the best of it and, and getting outside when you when you and your family are able to. The cold and flu season can feel long. The dark evenings can feel long, but we know that you're, you know, doing the best that you can for your kiddos. And we know that the, you know, at some point it's going to turn around and things are going to start to feel easier and it's going to feel better soon. We would love to hear from you over on Instagram at Get Outside With Kids, where you can tell us some of your tips and tricks for getting outside in cold and flu season. We would also love it if you could hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And even if you wanted to share an episode that you've loved with a friend, we would really appreciate that. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Get Outside With Kids. 